everyone. Welcome back to another fun-filled episode of Skids Up RC Heli Podcast. Um, today, we have a guest with us, um, Ethan Ader. Uh, Ethan, am I pronouncing your last name correctly? Yes, you are. All right, man. That's always yeah. good to get it on the first try. I usually take <laughs> two or three tries. No, uh, yeah, and, then joining us as, <laughs> and then joining us as usual is also Javier and Frank. Hello. Hi, guys. That was a little What's more. Hey, say my last name. Okay, okay. Then, uh, hola, muchachos. <laughs> I'm just going to say more Doritos because I... More, am... more dinero. More dinero. Let's look. And it's less right. Doritos, okay? It's more, true. Frank is more less dinero Doritos and less more the... crypto. More crypto. Crypto dinero. <laughs> Cryptocurrencies. But, um, all right. Yeah. So it's been, you know, it's been a while since we've all been on the show together. And um, as usual, we will start some things off with some updates. And then after those updates, Ethan, the way we typically do this is um, for our guests, we, you know, usually have them kind of tell us a little bit about their, their journey through the hobby, the things that they've um, found most rewarding and most interesting in their time here and the things that they're working on currently. And, uh, and then we kind of just, you know, the conversation just devolves from there into, into who knows Ooh. what. So. Or devolves. Yeah, no, sounds good. Yeah, devolves. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Nothing of substance happens after Javier's updates. I'll tell you that. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> You'll all be asleep. <laughs> they're so they're this, actually interesting nah, this time, dude. but you're going <laughs> to fall asleep. They, they are interesting this time. The, hey, the, I just the drank a cup of G Fuel, so I'm good. I'm here all night. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, well, I think uh, Frank has drawn the long straw this time, so he gets to go first. And we're going we're gonna to throw Javier towards the back of the updates this time. Yes. Uh, so everyone will have to lay in suspense, wait in suspense for the next 30 minutes or so. All right, Frank, take it away, man. So guys, how's it going? So it's been, uh, it's actually funny because actually this has happened in between the last two episodes that we recorded, but we haven't had a chance to talk about it because we've been so busy, you know, dealing with the guests and keeping Javier at bay, the long segments. So did, you, sorry, sorry, did, you say, did you say dealing with the guests? Like, no, like, they're pro- like dealing with our guests. Like they're a problem that we no, it's happening. No, of course not. Hold on, I got to deal with this <laughs> no, no, guest. I'll be right back. No. Oh, being that Augie and two of my team guys have been on for the last three episodes, yeah, I can't really say anything bad about those guys. So I'm trying to throw you uh, under the bus. That's all. No, no, I I see that. I appreciate it. Thank you, thank you. Uh, no, but you know, you know how it is. We haven't had, really had time for us to talk about other stuff, you know. So I kind of I have to kind of go back till February to the chill out at RCHO. Amazing event. Amazing, amazing, amazing event. I can't say good enough things about it. Uh, first event that I took my dad with me, you know, it was a 12 hour long uh, road trip. Definitely needed it with the old man. We got to talk a lot about a lot of bullshit, uh, have some really good conversation. It was a lot of fun. And we got there. The flying was really good. I had some really good flights. You guys can probably look on our t- on my TikTok and on my Facebook and probably see some of them. I literally caught a helicopter on fire. Uh, that helicopter cost uh, $20 to repair and a new ESE. Uh, I feel like you can't just gloss over that story. So, Oh, dude. So, so I don't know if you've seen the video. Ethan, I think you might have. You're, you're on the Hangout, right? Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm trying to okay. think. You have to remind me what happened, though. It's been a while. Okay, so we're flying over a fire pit trying to stoke the fire with our blades. Now I remember and- <laughs> and I'm flying low, like I mean, like foot up the ground, low enough for Frank style, right? And I did some kind of like half parallel flip or something, and I and I slammed the tail, and then I lost the tail, and then it went up in the air. Then it caught on fire. Then I think I overamped the ESC when the tail popped, and the ESC uh, uh, overcurrent and blew up, 
and the helicopter is literally on fire. I took it all out. We actually, I didn't. Uh, what's his name? One of the, one of my team pilots literally burnt his finger trying to get the battery out and save the helicopter. And my repair costs on Excel parts, kid you not, guys, from a helicopter that was on fire was twenty five dollars. So cost goes that, to that. That is insane, man. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Good day. Good day. Hands down, great day. A uh, lot of fun, a lot of good flying. Uh, it was also the introduction of me being on the XL team, which was pretty cool. What else? What else? What else? Yeah, great flying, great event, great food. Oh my god, dude! So, a few of the members there are from, uh, I think, Mexico, and they made something with like four or five different kinds of meats and sausages and these tacos. Oh my god, dude! As a, as a past extra fat dude, it was it made the current fat dude happy. I kid you not. So food was great. People were great. Uh, got to see some really good flying. Uh, the usual people were there, you know, Scott Graham, Steve Young, a lot of the SAP guys. We had, uh, we had from XL Power, we had myself, Chris Nutt, Jimmy Tate. Oh, my God, I keep forgetting this kid's name, dude. He's such an amazing pilot. Oh, he'll kick my ass for this, but whatever. Got to hang out with our, uh, a few of the podcast brothers from the Heliheads and the Free Fall. And even Telebroder, I saw um, Monty, Monty was there, and so it was Dr. Ben. So great, great, awesome time. Uh, fast forward a month from there, uh, it was my event here in Florida, and it was, it, it was the biggest event I ever had to date. I had 40-plus uh, registered pilots, over 100 people there. There was a bunch of spectators, a bunch of people from the club that came to visit, a bunch of family members that came down. It was jam-packed. I literally crashed three helicopters. I crashed my entire uh, sponsor fleet within two days. New new record of all times. And I mean, crashed to, I re-kitted my, uh, my Protoss Nitro. My uncle in the hobby, I could say my godfather in the hobby, uh, Rob McClellan and uh, Jared Mincy rebuilt me an entire uh, Protoss Nitro from complete re-kit to a flying heli within like three hours. Those two guys, and they never built Protos in their life. So it was really, really cool to see them do that. Uh, the night flying uh, was awesome. We, we got, I got a chance to rent two light towers. So we were doing a lot of night flying, just epic flights. Mitch Rosa came down and Patrick, uh, a few other guys from Miniature Air, Cade, uh, Angel Rojas, they were all here from the Miniature team. Miniature team. Those guys put on a show. They did amazing. I am, I am so happy and excited that they were able to make it. They really did make this a lot of, they, they made they a lot of fun. I had guides from the Josh Goudreau and uh, Mike from uh, Lewandowski from Team A Main. They drove down from Connecticut, which was really, really cool of them. And I really appreciate them. I hope to again to come back next year. The guy, uh, Doug Darby came from Texas, you know, you see uh, Paul. Somebody came from Texas to visit me. You could do that next time. You know, if he had, if he had just, if he had just texted me on his way out, I would have just jumped in the RV, and we could have gone down together. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but I guarantee so you, Frank, when I when I'm retired, when I'm retired, I'll drive all over for your for your hobby events. For my events, okay. So I'm going to start having events in every state, having give you excuses to go to different places. All right, I'm just going to show up out of field. Like guys, in, in three months, we're going to have a fun flight here. Mark your calendar. Twenty five years from now. We all over this. <laughs> um, so yeah, my event went really well. It was spectacular. You know, we got to we got to do some F3C flying, and I tried. I start. I tried to compete, and I say I tried 
because I literally re-kitted my nitro on my first run at F3C. And it was because I completely stupid mistake that you can't believe it. So Angel was helping me set up my machine for it, right? So say, hey man, your first bank is gonna be your your hover bank. So you can do the hovering maneuvers. But once you start flying, you gotta switch out of that and get into this bank. And you gotta do this while moving because if you don't, it's that. So stupid me, I forget to switch out and I'm trying to do the upstairs maneuver, which is the uh, maneuvers in the, higher up in the air with very little rate and lots of expo and not very much drive. And yeah, it, I, it hit so hard, it scared me there for a second. Uh, but you know, that's what they're made for. So we got that repaired and back in the air and crashed my, my XL 550, rebuilt it, crashed it, caught it on a fire at RCHO, rebuilt it, flew it at my event, put it in, super cheap to fix again. So that's twice it's been crashed. Uh, crashed my Spectre at my event. And so that's, that's still in the works. Crashed my Protos Nitro, that's back, that's still flying. And I finished my Protos Electric. And that's the latest news that I got. And I used to have a Protos a long time ago, and I forgot how good those helicopters fly right out of the box. Amazing, amazing, amazing machine. I am so happy that uh, that I got, I'm getting to fly this thing now. It flies so damn good. Constant, just pure, smooth machine. This is like a Lamborghini of helicopters, in my opinion. You're talking it flies about the so wrong? damn good. No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. <laughs> no, oh, no, I thought mine's I mean, not mine. By how you talked mine's about it, my, I thought it was the wrong. No, sir. My machine is. Um, I'm talking about the Protos uh, Electric Evolution. Oh, probably that's why I, I kind of spaced out there. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm going to be very diplomatic and not respond back in, 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 in angry. So I, I, my, my okay. will be happy. Yeah. Hey, hey, <laughs> I, the, the I podcast is not the trip. time, not the time for diplomat, diplomat. <laughs> <laughs> diplomacy, <laughs> right? Set the, set the fucker on. on fire, right? There we go. That's what I want Holy shit, dude. Holy shit. I got to stop looking at my, my, uh, cryptocurrency. Oh, it's going to be a good day tomorrow. Come on, come on. No, sorry. Back on track. I'm sorry. Back on track. Back on track. Back on track. Uh, so that being said is uh, great flying machine. I'm very excited to have it. I'm going to put a lot of flights on it this year, uh, and I'm getting it, uh, everything prepped for the end of the month. In 15 days, I'll be going to Virginia Spring Fling to, to another fun flight. It's going to be good times. So that's about it for me. Paul, you want to jump on this? Yeah, no, that's a it's a great update, man. It seems like a lot of cool and awesome stuff has been happening. I need to, man, we need to. And every time every time we talk, like I just feel like I need to do more, need to do more events. I need to go to more events. It's been a couple of years since I've, for a year and year and a half now since I've been to one. So I enjoy listening to you talk about it, though. Uh, let's see. Okay, so for you know for my my updates, it has been. I think the last time I talked to you guys, I was saying that I hadn't been to the field since like last winter, like last you know December. And that, it had been that case all the way up until last week. So I finally um, shook off the dust and went out to the field. I only went one time, but you know it was the first time I've, I've flown my 700s in uh, man a really really long time. Uh, so I was a bit rusty, but uh, you know it was the first time I'd taken the, the Spectre out ever since my last crash. And that one uh, tuned did a, mostly just tuning flights, making sure that it was flying all right, which it which it is. That thing doesn't have any problems and is just solid as a rock, even though I, uh, I slammed it into the dirt last time I was out. 
And it was also the first time that I was able to try the, the RT Ultimates that I had bought and then forgotten that I had bought until I took out the Goblin 570. And I was like, oh, there's RT Ultimates on there. I forgot about that. Uh, and man, the difference between the stock uh, SAB blades and the RT Ultimates is quite impressive. So I, uh, uh, you know, I, I hadn't flown the 570 a lot lately. I've been flying the, the Oxy, uh, the Oxy 5, but I, I, you know, I ran up the 570 quite, quite a lot. Or I think I got like six flights on it um, and about 15 flights for the day. I was out there pretty much the whole day. Uh, and then just catching up with, you know, people that I hadn't seen uh, since last winter and stuff. Uh, so, man, I, I feel like I'm back and I uh, should probably start, you know, rotating out there every, I, I don't, I usually only go on the weekends. So I'll probably be able to go out there every weekend now while the weather's nice, but it feels good to be back. And um, I've also been spending an awful lot of time in the simulator, but specifically in VR in the simulator. And I know that we had talked about this in the past, but um, I don't think I'd really shared my thoughts on, on how awesome flying in the simulator is in VR on one of our episodes. Um, man, so, you know, I know Javier, uh, or I know Frank has, into, has, has done this before, but Javier, you need to find a way to upgrade your graphics card, man, and be able to do this because it is, I mean, it's, it's so different from 2D simming that it might as well be a different experience. Uh, the feeling of presence, um, the, just the depth perception, and I mean, my, my brain honestly cannot tell the difference between flying a helicopter in real life and flying a helicopter in VR. And I've played a lot of VR games and I, you know, I find them immersive, but I don't confuse them for reality. With the sim, I do. And I think it's just because you have the same input mechanism. You know, you're still using your transmitter um, and I'm standing up and everything. But aside from wearing a giant thing on your face, like, and the fact that the helicopter is indestructible and won't kill you, uh, it is, I mean, it's identical. In my in my in my my brain's view, it's identical. So I've been I've been having a lot of fun with that, and I think that's going to make me uh, progress, you know, this year a lot more uh, because you know you don't have to wait to go to the field to try out the maneuvers you've been trying on the sim because essentially you're trying them out, quote unquote, in real life in the sim. It just feels that realistic, and especially if you can get your flight model tuned to the way you expect the helicopter to fly in real life. I mean, it's just it's it's fantastic. So I've been I've been spending a lot of time in that, um, but. Uh, <laughs> My wife actually, when I was, I was telling her about it, and she's like, well, now you don't have to go to the field anymore and fly real helicopters. It's, like, I don't, it's not really the point, but it does help. Um, so that's, I mean, that's pretty much all, everything that I've been up to. I will hopefully have more exciting things happen in the future, but that is pretty much it for me. So now that Frank and I are out of the way, I think Javier is licking his lips and cracking his knuckles and settling in for the long haul. Uh, and then, so after after Frank's uh, or after Javier's update, Ethan, uh, which could could be you know early tomorrow morning when he's when he's finished, um, we'll go into into your background and your updates and stuff too. Is that, is that okay? Okay, yeah, awesome. That sounds good. All right, take it away, Javier. All right, all right. Well, first of all, Paul, that was not uh, that was not a bad update. I mean, fifteen flights. That's uh, that's a pretty good mark. And uh, I well, think I'm, that they were mostly the they were mostly hover tuning. You know hovering upside down for three minutes to, you know, I mean, it wasn't, I didn't do anything crazy. I had like five flights of actually doing 3D and the other 10 were just making sure that I remembered which way up was in any given direction. Yeah, still, I mean, it's, 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 it's pretty good. It's, it's what usually happens, uh, uh, you know, when you go back into the season, um, which I thought was a concept that you guys uh, didn't know about, but, <laughs> uh, but it seems like with COVID, it, you, you kind of start to share a little bit of what it feels like to be seasonal. But the, the weather has been perfect here for the last few months. I've just been busy and lazy or a combination of the two. Okay. Well, no, in here, uh, well, 
in here in Wisconsin, um, the, the weather is horrible, 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 horrible. And I've, I, I, I think I've said that before, and I think I won't get tired of ever saying it uh, because it's really annoying. Um, yeah, I mean, wasn't it, I mean, my coworkers in Colorado, he said it was like 19 degrees this morning. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, it's crazy. You know, um, we had a week, and, and I'll go into that, but we had a week where we were, we started in the 60s and we got all the way to like 75, you know, perfect weather, you know, and it was, and it was not, uh, you know, those crappy 75 where it's just rainy all the time and, you know, it doesn't feel like 75. No, it was actually sunny. It was a little bit overcast, but it was fine. I mean, it was perfect, perfect for flying. But, uh, you know, yesterday, yesterday, yes, yesterday I took my, my son to church and uh, we, we, uh, when we went out to the car, it was 34. I think I sent you a, a you know, screenshot of, of, of the weather that we had. I mean, it, it's unreal. It's unreal how, how, you know, the weather turns so, so bad here. But anyways, once upon a time, when there was actually fair weather in Wisconsin, uh, Javier went out to fly. So, um, you know, starting the, starting the start of the season, I actually took half a day off. I said, you know, the weather is just too beautiful. I'll just go out and, uh, you know, start the season right. You know, go and I charged all my packs. Uh, all my four helicopters were in flying condition. I charged all packs. Um, I have four packs for the 570, four packs for the 500, three packs for the 420, and three packs for the 380. So a bunch of packs, four helicopters. I was really, really excited, really happy to actually be there, be able to fly. My uh, my wife dropped me off. She went to do some errands, and you know, I was. I had the field all by myself. Um, I, you know, I actually recorded a little video that I was really, really happy about being there. Um, you know, it was awesome. So uh, the day started. I started, you know, as usual with the small helicopters. So I start with the 380. I, uh, you know, I tried to dust off the cobwebs of, um, of, you know, just like you, Paul, you know, doing simple stuff, just making sure that nothing blows up, that everything is fine that there's no real issues. Um, I still didn't want to go into like, you know, any crazy stuff because, you know, I didn't feel, you know, fully comfortable, right? But it still was uh, fun to be able to fly and to get out and to get a feel of what it was to fly again. So um, I basically, because it was, you know, getting a little bit warm, what I do is that I usually alternate between models. So I fly like one pack on the 380, then one pack on the 420, and then back to the 380 so that I, I let the components cool. So um, I, I started in that, in that rhythm, everything was fine. Uh, I had a little bit of tuning issues, like always, you know, story of my life, I'm always tuning. I had a little bit of tuning issues with the 420, but it was still fine. Uh, I eventually found that, that actually probably my, my governor cable got unplugged or something, or it was not uh, doing full contact because the, the head speed sur- sounded like it was, you know, full, full speed. So, um, but regardless, you know, I went through all of my six packs for those, for all those two helicopters and I said, okay, I've, uh, I'm warmed up. I'm going to start flying the, uh, the big ones. So I started with the 500. I, um, I changed the, the, the tail blades, uh, because uh, a friend, a friend on Helifreak told me that I, I didn't know that they existed, but, uh, you know, the 500 uses 86 millimeter tail blades and the, uh, the 570 uses 96 millimeter tail blades, but there's actually something in the middle, which is 92 millimeter tail blades. 
So I got those and I put them on the 500 when I bought the new canopy and boom, when I you know rebuilt it after the the tremendous hot start of last year. So um, I, uh, you know, of course, I didn't take into consideration that uh, that bigger tail blades need lower gain because now I had a more powerful tail. So I had to start tuning that. And then I realized that actually my tail, uh, my tail limits were bad. So one side was was binding while the other one was too far away from from the other edge. I found it, you know, I fixed it um, because, you know, I, I had uh, integration with, uh, with the spirit units. So uh, easily through my radio, I was able to, uh, to tune that piece and fix it. So no big issue. Um, I was very happy. I was, I was flying around and starting, you know, to do my usual stuff, you know, uh, basic stuff. I didn't want to, you know, go too crazy. Uh, at the end of the session, I started going a little bit into funnels. Uh, but you know, I was mostly doing, you know, um, fast forward flight and some um, uh, inverted inverted forward flight. You know, things things that I feel very comfortable with. So I was I was doing fine. Everything was running fine. I was very happy. My, uh, uh, you know, I uh, I upgraded the forty six forty nine T to 4651T, which uh, seemed to be on paper, you know, a very good unit. Um, they upgraded the, uh, from, you know, from a cardboard uh, in, in, in enclosure to, you know, to a nice plastic cover with a, with an actual button to bind. And it was, it's the unit that allows me to have um, uh, integration and telemetry also on the um, on on the 570 because it's a B4 uh, hobby wing ESC. So I was very happy because actually on the 570, since I was uh, I was also tinkering a little bit uh, a little bit with it. Uh, you know, I was able to go past the timer and you know get the alarm of the of the battery and maximize my my battery and my flight time. So I was you know I was I was really happy. You know, it was. It was really nice weather. Everything was flying. You know, it was not flying, you know, 100%, but I was able to tweak it and I was able to fix the issues and I was able to, you know, do everything that I needed to do. And everything was going perfect. So uh, on the third pack of the 570, so we're talking almost through the session, because as I, as I said, I had four packs each of the 500 and 570, uh, almost at the end of the session, I started to get a little bit uh, more... Uh, uh, you know, into into a little bit more of uh, of my maneuvers that I'm, you know, ramping up to where to where my quote unquote uh, progression is right now. So I started doing um, mostly funnels. So I started doing some tail down funnels, and then I shifted towards uh, nose down funnels. And uh, I wanted to make sure that uh, I I noticed uh, even from the sim that you know I'm uh, a little behind on the tail when I'm doing the nose down funnels. So they're not, uh, they're more elliptical than circular. So I was working on that, you know, uh, working on, on doing a lot, of, a lot of nose down funnels to make sure that, uh, you know, that I was following the tail and making sure that I was, I was getting it uh, nice and perpendicular to the ground to try to make my funnels look a little bit better. And then all of a sudden the motor dies uh, halfway, through, halfway through the funnel. And my radio starts screaming hold. So um, I have my radio configured for to alert me when I have uh, too many frame losses. I think it's a hundred. I have it configured for a hundred frame losses, which is common, you know, for a flight on on those helicopters um, uh, to go, you know, like 80, 
80 frame losses or something, and it's really not a big issue. So I have it configured for like, uh, for like 100, I think, uh, which is when it starts to get, you know, you're probably getting into too many frame loss territory. But I never got that alert. I just got the alert of a hole, which basically means you have lost your, your, uh, your signal completely. So uh, I watched my 570 plummet to the ground, basically um, completely without power, which, got, which was good because that minimized the damage on the helicopter significantly. But of course, that was the 570 Drake that, uh, that took that hit. So I walked towards the heli. I, I tried to understand what was going on. Um, I remember that on Heli Freak, they started to talk. Uh, there, there's a big thread uh, about issues with the 4651T, but it was related to Brain, and apparently it was related to the fact that uh, Brain allows you to connect, uh, you know, SRXL2, which is the 4651T, and uh, DSMX satellite receivers for redundancy. And apparently, this was the issue uh, when uh, when there was when there was an issue with uh, with with too more too many frame losses or a hold. Um, it went back to the failsafe, but then it tried to go back to the receiver and then it went on hold and then you basically lost your entire uh, radio system. So it was, it was, it was uh, you know, apparently it was an issue only with brain. But now um, I'm starting to learn that it's actually an issue with the firmware of the 4651T uh, that is being reported also on, on Spirit and on brain and apparently even on, on other uh, flyboarding systems. So I was, I, I was bummed. Of course, you know, it was my first time out after a very, very long absence from the hobby after spending quite a bit of time to making sure that, you know, the whole fleet was in order. Um, I was not as upset as, you know, when I had, for example, my hot start, which, you know, uh, made me uh, produce very uh, colorful language. You know, this time, you know, I was just like scratching my head, you know, what the heck went wrong? So, you know, um, I, I did some... Um, Tried to do some some um, some postmortem. I tried to check the spirit logs, but the spirit told me that it couldn't save the logs because because of an error. So um, I didn't I didn't really know what to do. I was really upset, and um, you know, to be honest, my my choice of electronics usually is a uh, I I just want something that I can rely on. You know, I I usually don't go for you know, the highest end electronics or, you know, the, the, the one that everyone uses or, or, or the one that, you know, has the most features. I just really want my equipment to work and I just really want to rely on it. I just don't want my stuff falling off the air. So um, I, was, I, was, I was determined then to uh, swap radio systems because I said, you know, I can no longer trust um, the, the radio system. Um, I, I, I no longer can trust the Spectrum. Uh, you know, Spectrum has kind of like a, sto a history of, you know, brownouts and things like that. It, has, it had really worked really well for me, you know, except for the hot start that I had, but that was related to not Spectrum, but, you know, the DSMX protocol on a very specific uh, third-party uh, receiver. But, you know, I, I, I wasn't happy. I, I wasn't happy. So I, I, I thought about, you know, changing radio systems. So of course, with uh, with Spirit, the, my first thought was uh, Jetty because Jetty, of course, is the one that that is very well integrated with Spirit. You know, I didn't really want to change flyberless system; I just wanted to change my my radio system. But I shared this with Paul and with Frank, and Frank texted me a picture of uh, someone selling a radio on 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 Facebook. Uh, it turns out that 
that Marco, uh, who we had um, on, on our last episode, part of the Excel Power team with Frank, um, was selling his, uh, his V-Control because he purchased a touch. So he was selling his uh, V-Control V1. So I said, you know, I'll just take the plunge. So I, um, I decided to move towards, you know, ch- I didn't, I wasn't really planning on changing flavorless system. But of course, you know, uh, with a V-Control, you're kind of forced into it, even though you, you can run other stuff, you know, it, it really is designed for the Neo. So, so I, I ended up changing, you know, selling all my spirit units uh, while putting them on Helifreak. They all sold really quickly. You know, as I said, you know, the spirit uh, is a really good uh, flavorless system. So they sold really quick. Um, and after that, I was able to work with uh, inverted, inverted RC uh, and Frank and uh, get some uh, <laughs> Neo units. I'm sorry, I have to laugh on that one. That was a great way for a shameless uh, pun. But yes, go ahead. Go ahead, Patino. I like it. Keep telling. Keep pushing so, it for me, all right? <laughs> yes. You know, you know, Frank, everything for you, man. So, you know, I, um, I was, I'm, I'm very happy now that, uh, you know, um, I, it, it all happened, you know, these, for these to happen, uh, you know, all the stars aligned. Um, I was not planning on, on, you know, on, on, on doing any of these. Actually, I had some uh, uh, heli budget from the, um, from the tax return, you know, from my tax return, I had set a set amount of money that I had, you know, for a project related to helis. Uh, but once this happened, I said, you know, uh, my, my good friends reminded me, well, you have some money there. Um, you probably should, uh, should do something about this. So, um, so I bought that, uh, that V control and I bought a couple of Neos, which are on route. And I also was able to fund the repairs for my 570, which, uh, include, you know, replacement RT ultimate plates now. So I'm putting, um, RT ultimates 560s on mains and uh, 96 ultimates on the tail. I've been liking those RT's blades really, really, uh, are, 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 you know, a bit, you know, I'm, I'm actually loving the, the RT blades. I actually switched my, uh, my 500 blades also. Um, I was originally flying rails on that, then I tried the switch. Uh, I think it's 503s. I really liked those blades, but I wanted to try something else. And, uh, and now I have um, RT's, uh, I think it's five tens on it so um so now i'm all set you know apparently tomorrow i'm gonna be receiving a very very big box you know of all the spares that i need um i'm you know my new blades all the spares to repair the uh, the 570 i also got uh the aluminum cases the links aluminum cases for the for the neo i have a couple of neos incoming and I even went crazy uh, since the, you know, the, the spirits sold well. And I actually even sold my three digits as well. So I was able to also fund, I, I bought the, um, the red, uh, the, the red up vinyl upgrade for the V control to make it look cooler. So, um, you know, which, which is going to match because I bought the aluminum um, red cases for the, for the Neos. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a total convert now uh, and I have a little bit of money saved up still on my PayPal to make the upgrade to Pro on the, on, the, on, the, on the Neo units. So now I'm a complete convert. So I'm, I'm, fully, I'm fully migrated to, uh, to V-Control and Neo. And the 380 and the 420 will be uh, sold in the near future. 
and uh, there will be uh, another, you know, my, my original project, which at this point in time uh, will just be a tease for you, uh, our listeners, that, uh, you know, I won't, I won't say exactly what that new project will be, but it'll be a new project, uh, you know, throughout this, uh, this year to, to, to do something else, uh, you know, uh, on, 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 on the hobby. So um, that being said, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy with that. Um, I've also been working with, uh, with Augie, uh, you know, trying to, uh, to, to get myself, I've been, you know, texting him a little bit and getting some questions and practicing and um, trying to, you know, uh, what my goal was this year to basically handle the, 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 you know, use the rotor a little bit more and basically go into uh, pure maneuvers. So that's, uh, that's what I've been doing. Uh, you know, it's kind of a big deal uh, for me, you know, to go VIVAR. I know that uh, there's been a lot of, a lot of people that have, continuously said that Vivar is, uh, is the best thing that you can do to fly, uh, to fly a remote control helicopter. So now it's time to see if all that hype was real. So well, um, I, I hope that you don't have any problems with it because you're running out of fly bar systems to switch to. I know, I know. And, and as you know, <laughs> I'm famous for, for being, uh, you know, quality assurance star of the year because if something happens, it's going to happen to me. You know, I have such bad luck that if there is something that's wrong on a system, it happens to me. So hopefully there's not much that can go wrong on VIVAR. And I hope, I really hope to not find it because it's been, it's been a difficult journey. Uh, you know, I kid you not. It's been a difficult <laughs> journey. For yeah, me I, I, too. I used to work with a guy like that. He, uh, we loved having, having him around because all the bad things would just happen to him. And as long <laughs> as he was around, it wouldn't happen to us. We called him the crap magnet. <laughs> Yeah, so, Javier. I think that you are. I think that your experience with Flybarless <laughs> has attracted a lot of, a lot of unwanted attention. So hopefully this will be the last. Uh, this is the where we're going to stop. Put a stop to it right now. Yeah, yeah. I I hope so. I hope so because you know it's been it's been a big journey. You know, I started with uh, with the Bistex. I went to Brain, then uh, 3DG, then um, then Spirit, and now Vivar. You know. So dear God, you you've. Okay, that's way too many flyball assistants. You you traveled the entire gamut. You you've really gone from left to right. You did a you've crossed every road. I mean, yeah. are, is there any are there any road. major systems left? That's yes, for you to the, try? Uh, the Exxon, uh, the Bavarian Futaba. Demon. I think it's the only one that oh, I need to try. Yeah, the Bavarian Demon. And the Futaba and the Futaba. Oh yeah, the or Futaba. The Spartan. I I really don't don't uh, don't consider that because that's like over expensive. And oh I my don't God! Really you better watch. That. You better watch what you say, dude. Those Futaba guys are old school. They've been around longer than 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 dirt. You know. Don't how does it make it? Not, how does it make it not expensive? Correct. Correct. That that doesn't make the unit <laughs> less expensive. It still costs as much as a no, used car. You, you... <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Javi, I'm really excited that we finally convinced you, connived you into it. You know, like you said, all the line, all the stars aligned, so you could finally get one. Uh, you, there's a picture of you on the hangout holding up your radio, which is, has gotten a lot of attention, by the way. And <laughs> people, are still, people are eagerly awaiting for you to join Facebook. You have a line. You have your fans require it. They well, demand the, it. They need the to. stars have not aligned yet for that. I mean, the, 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 both Nigel just, and Facebook, just imagine, the stars have not yet aligned to that. Your will just is imagine how quickly. Dude, so. Javier, just imagine how long did it take you to sell those three digits when I posted it on the Hangout for you? That was just one group. 
Imagine if I would have gone to all the buy and sell groups. <laughs> That's why I have a very good friend four, four that months. is the administrator of a Facebook group. <laughs> I'm just telling you. No, no, you see, this is, this is the whole, this is where, you know, like a drug dealer, you give the first one for free and then you require payment for the next one. <laughs> so, Javi, you have to no, join no, if, no. You want, if you want. <laughs> yeah. What, what, you know, those 380s and 420s, I bet if you join Facebook and you put them on the Hangout, they would sell very quickly. Just let's do it. Someone would. This, just, this it, is Javier's. This is Toad's. Toad's this is Javier, of course. It's only been crashed eighteen <laughs> times. <laughs> it's been it's been recorded like it's three been, times. It, it's only been mocked. It's only been mocked by you and me more than any other brand <laughs> or any other helicopter in the existence of the history of helicopters. You know, those things need those things need to go somebody else, and they should go to somebody on the hangout with you selling it as a member of the hangout. That will definitely sell it. They, they, they need to go to the Hangout. But yes, uh, you know, Frank, you won't say no, right? If I give you the link to help me out to promote them, right? No, I will. Frank, of course no. I will say no. I'm really good at saying no. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he's, a he's a PA. He's a PA. No to people. Like, like PAs get off <laughs> on saying no. <laughs> no, that's kind of like, yeah. For you guys who don't know, that's a project architect. Yeah, I saying no to me is quite fun. It's it's mainly my response to everything. No, yes. I don't know. Crush designers' dreams. And <laughs> <laughs> throw I throw uh, uh, building code uh, references to them why they can't do what they want, like or the you know all, like all the, the good all shit. Worlds. <laughs> <laughs> but Javi, just look. I'm gonna I'm gonna try just like I did with Ebar. At one time, you were you were just helping. Oh, you can't afford it. You can't do this. You can't do that. Spirit is a great system. And I'm not saying that it isn't, but I'm just quoting you. And now you're flying V-Bar. Pretty soon, it's the next motivation, dude. And after that one, I'll get you flying Nitro. We'll get you there eventually, <laughs> slowly but surely, man. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, you know, <laughs> V-Bar, to be honest with you, had been like something that I wanted, but I, that I thought that I could never afford. Um, you know, I heard all the hype and I really wanted to try it out. Um, and, you know, I'm being such a, an SAB fanboy, you know, every single freaking video that I see of a pro pilot flying a goblin, they have a VVAR on their hands, well, a V-control on their hands. So, you well, know, it's actually, every, just about every video of any pro pilot, no, no matter what brand, most of the time, other than Nick and Mitch, they're flying a VVAR. Yeah. Yeah, so so you know, I was very, very enticed. I mean, there has to be a reason that all these people are flying this. I mean... So yeah, it's, called peer, I, it's called peer pressure, man. <laughs> it's, called, it's called the best freaking system the cult, in the world. The cult of V-Bar is strong. Yeah, yeah, but, but have they, they, do have, they, they do have... I mean, I know, tried it. It was, it was fine. ...that everyone else is trying to copy. You it was know? no more or less fine than my Jetty. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah, fine. But it, it's it all right. It, it's all right. It's all right, Paul. When you sell your Jetty and you, and you convert full-time to V-Control, we will all give you the same... This, I, I will celebrate you just as hard as I'm celebrating um, I, I, I had Javier. I, tr I tried it for like two months. It was fine. Like it was, it was fine. <laughs> anyway, all right. Keep going. <laughs> all right. So that's, uh, that's the story of my recent life of, uh, you know, of, of a big change for me in, in the hobby. And uh, now the, uh, the, the, the 570 is completely disassembled. You know, I went through all of it. And uh, I'm just uh, waiting for the parts to get it up. And uh, unfortunately, 
they the parts will be arriving tomorrow, which means that they, if there is fair weather on the weekend, I'm probably going to skip this weekend. But for sure, you know, unless weather really, really behaves badly, I'll be I'll be testing out uh, the Viva system next week at at the very least on one helicopter because you know the 500 is ready. The only thing that I did to it is remove the spirit. So I just need to put in and configure the, the Viva, which again, everyone says is super easy. Um, you know, and after going through a bunch of flyberless systems, I think I should be able to, to you know, learn how to configure it fairly quickly so that I can, I can get it up on the air. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to, to you know, to, to try this out. And for sure, I will provide a whole story. I mean, can you videotape yourself trying to set up the heli? Can you try to do that? Because if it takes you more than 10 minutes, something's wrong. I mean, from start to finish, you can probably do it in less than 10 minutes for your first time. Yeah, yeah, probably, probably. Because, you know, I'm, I've, I've seen, you know, again, you know, there's a lot of videos that if you find, you know, how to level a swatch, they do it with a Neo. So um, I think that, yeah, I think that I'll, I'll, I'll be pretty quick in, in, in configuring it. But, um, you know, I'm going to have to switch. I, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch back to, um, to Hobbywing ESC instead of um, of the Viva, I know that there's you know a little some quirks in there and i just don't want to experiment with tail kicks so i'll just uh, i'll just probably use the uh, the hobby one ESE, which you know if it's good enough for kyle stacy you know it should be good enough for me that i'm like you know a gazillion times less good less good of a pilot so um so i think that that should be fine so um you know it'll take me a little bit of time probably to 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 get get it all to where i want to do it and be very careful, you know, uh, with a brand new system and with uh, everything that needs to be done, and making sure that you know it doesn't destroy itself on the first ten seconds, which uh, would be terrible, of course. So I just want to avoid that. So I'll be very careful, and uh, and we'll see what happens. And I'll for sure report that, and I'll I'll try to shoot some video uh, of uh, of what happens, and hopefully it's uh, it's just a video with me and a big smile on my face. That's awesome. That's, that's awesome. That's, that sounds good, man. So Not that's it. I, I didn't take that long, did I? I'm surprised. I, it it I, felt I, I like don't... it, but 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 it didn't. It, it it wasn't. All right. Well, thank you, guys. And um, Ethan, it's your turn, buddy. Yeah. Cool. Um, <laughs> so so we yeah. Could just, I was we could just start with an update and then you kind of move into into that, or if you'd like to, you know, start at the beginning and take us all the way back. Oh yeah, it works. Um, up to you. Gosh, I'll just update myself right now. Um, honestly, it's been. Not so much flying yet, but rather gearing up for it. Um, just finishing up my first freshman year of high school. Or, uh, no, sorry, freshman year of college. Already graduated high school. Um, oh, yeah. So, how old are you? <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry about that. So, um, yeah, completing uh, all the rest of the assignments that I need for that. Um, working on my private pilot's license at the moment too. Um, oh, cool. Hoping to Very solo cool. before the end of this month, so gearing up uh, close for that. And how many uh, how much, many hours do you have? Only like thirteen, so I'm around that solo. Uh, yeah, around the solo area. Yeah, no. So I did I did it with my dad when I was in high school. That's awesome. That's a, it's a ton of fun. Heck yeah! No, I've I've been loving it. It's been a blast. No, but as far as that, uh, college that's kept me pretty busy, and uh, just getting ready for the RC season, getting stuff set up. I'm excited for the season. I'm envious of anyone who can go to college and still have time for flying RC helicopters and money and money for flying RC helicopters. Right, right. I'll be honest. It's uh, I'm surprised <laughs> I can keep up with it. That's for sure. Like, 
Um, well, I was excited that I could afford Keystone Life College, <laughs> let alone a helicopter. Man. Yeah, no, online school has definitely helped me a lot. Um, you know, I can kind of create my own schedule. So, you know, I can kind of shape school around uh, flying both full scale and RC. So it's definitely worked out for sure. I'll, when you yeah. when you said gearing up for the season, is it uh, is the weather uh, pretty bad during the winter? Is that why, or was that uh, it's been pretty cold um, this winter? And like I said too, just college, uh, been focused on that. And I work at FedEx, so peak season like throughout the winter, it's just been um, kept me really busy. Oh, like whenever yeah, I get yeah. home from work, I just be tired. Like I wouldn't want to do anything, you know, just sleep and get ready for work the next day. So. I mean, I, yeah, I personally that's, that's have been of... making sure that my FedEx local FedEx driver is working as hard as possible, <laughs> ordering yep, everything yep. under the sun. Right. <laughs> no, I got you. But um, no, yeah, now I feel like once it's starting to warm up and stuff, uh, work's getting a lot easier. It just gives me a little more room to breathe, especially with college uh, finishing up. So, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously that takes precedence, but still, the fact that you can do both is amazing. Very right, cool. right. Yeah, thank you. So why don't you um, yeah why don't you tell us a little bit about where you uh, where, where where you've come from in the hobby like you know where oh, man. how you so, got into it and how long yeah, you yeah. and so forth oh yeah I got a story for sure but um so yeah going all the way back so I'm 19 now going all the way back to whenever I was two years old so my dad actually brought me up to our local airfield who does a charity air show every year um, they organize something for Norton Children's Hospital they call it the Wings for Kids Air Show. And they essentially put on just an RC air show, basically open to the public, you know. Um, so, yeah, he brought me to that. And at two years old, like, I was fascinated with it. And even before then, I just had a love for anything that would fly. Like, I would literally just constantly have my head looking up at the sky, like, watching stuff fly. And it was just cool to be able to um, just go and watch, uh, almost create a tradition with them. Because I've I been to, at, I, have uh, to, I have to pause you here for just one no, second. Yeah, go for you, it. Said, you said Norton's <laughs> Women's Children's Hospital, right? Uh, yeah, it's basically, yeah, it's that one. Have you been to that hospital? I have, yes. Okay, so I was on the design team for that hospital. Um, really? Yeah, That's like cool. six, seven, eight years ago, whenever it was. Oh, it's nice. Green, the one with green green glass panels and um, yeah, yeah. Um, angled columns. Yeah, yeah <laughs> at least so. It's, it's been a long time since I've been down there, uh, to be honest with you. But yeah, basically all the proceeds uh, from that air show just uh, go directly to Norton uh Norton Children's Hospital. That's cool. I mean, I haven't yeah. thought or heard I heard about that. I heard that hospital like eight years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, no, sorry, awesome. I didn't mean to interrupt. Please. No, it's all good. So, um, yeah, my dad would take me uh, basically every year, and uh, you know, it got to the point where uh, I definitely wanted to get involved in the hobby. Like, you know, I got uh, I loved watching them, but I also wanted to get involved. Like, you know, starting it up. So. My dad actually bought me, this was back whenever Real Flight 3.5 was out. Um, he actually got me Real Flight, well, back up a little bit. He actually got me the free PC version, and I was actually flying like a helicopter with a little uh, keyboard. So I didn't have the actual controller. Um, it was just like a free trial type thing. It was, it was funny. So, you know, me being young, this I was about like five or six at this time. I saw it as a video game. I didn't really, you know, interpret it as, oh, I can do this in real life. Like, this is cool. So, um, fast forward a little bit, probably a couple months after he actually got me the full, um, the full real flight 3.5 where I got the radio and I actually got to, you know, start learning to fly with the controller. And of course I still saw it as a video game, me being a little kid, just, you know, playing around, not really, um, learning stick movements, more so just like familiarizing myself, just treating it as a video game, just kind of teaching myself, learning as I go. And, um, after that, he got me a Super Cub. 
So like one of those little three-channel uh, planes. I actually still have it. It's funny looking at the radio because the throttle is actually on a... Uh, it's almost like a lever. There's like no... It only has a right stick. So you got your uh, elevator and your rudder um, all on one stick. And then you have the throttle as a lever. So I played around with that. And, you know, me being a kid, I got bored of that like really, really quick. Couldn't really do much besides like just loops and, you know, crashed it a few times, um, you know, just learning. And honestly, that's the point where I kind of like took a long break, like basically got bored of it, got out of it. We still went to the air shows like it was cool watching them. But, um, you know, me being a kid, uh, you know, just like that's something I couldn't afford as a kid. And my dad really wasn't in it. So I guess um, he wasn't I guess he wasn't anxious to get in it into it if uh, he wasn't sure that I was going to get in, into it, too. So, but we still went to the air show, um, watch, you know, watch planes, had a good time. And I would say one day we went to the hobby shop and I was about 13 at this time. I said, you know what, like, I remember this being fun. I had fun on the simulator. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm down to try this. Like, let's go for it. So my dad said, uh, my dad agreed, like he, he thought it was, it would be something that me and him would both enjoy. So this was back whenever the DX6i was really popular. So we got one of those and we got a little, uh, it was called an SBOC 342. It was like a 55 inch plane. And keep in mind, like me and my dad had no experience whatsoever. Like my dad never flew RC. Um, I never really flew RC except for just messing around on the simulator. And like I said, being young and inexperienced, it was just one of those, hey, that looks cool, let's get it. Like, didn't really, you know, invest much, um, didn't really invest much time into researching it, exactly what brand it was. Um, I can't even recall the brand, honestly. But um, it didn't fly the best, especially me being a beginner. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely, uh, yeah, not the best airplane to really learn on. Uh, wouldn't recommend it as a second airplane. And then, um, so yeah, flew that around a little bit. Kind of got burnt out somewhat from it. Um, just, I think more so, it just wasn't a good quality plane. Just something I really didn't enjoy flying. And I kind of started looking towards the helicopters. And this is whenever I bought an MCPXBL, like one of the old blade helicopters. And luckily, the simulator taught me enough to like hover and flip. I could do basic flips. Um, you know, but it being a micro, me being an experience, it was just, it was really squirrely, really hard to control. And, um, but like I said, I was really comfortable with it just because I grew up playing around on the simulator as a kid. And I definitely don't recommend anybody doing this, but this was whenever I was, um, really good friends with Chris Katsuas at the time. Like I'd always go into his hobby shop and I always saw his helicopters, like his, um, his bigger 700s and stuff. And, you know, I just thought, wow i'd love to have that one day so <laughs> i decided you know what let's go for it like i'm comfortable um i know chris you know he's happy to help me with um setup and like building and stuff like that so i actually got a t-rex 600 and like i said don't recommend going from a mcpxbl to a 600 but <laughs> yeah talk, talk about balls dude dude <laughs> Than I did. <laughs> I like crawl my way up to the top. Right, right. <laughs> no, it was funny. And luckily, Chris was gracious enough. Um, he actually built a T-Rex 600 just to have in the shop. And he actually flew it a couple times. And he actually let me fly too. And I was like, okay, like this is the same model that I'm building. Like, you know, Chris can definitely help me out with like tips, pointers, and setup. 
Because like well, I said, on, me and my on, dad. So you, you, your yeah. heart didn't just explode the first time you 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 hovered a, a six hundred in front of you after coming from the the MCPX. I was okay, so I was definitely really nervous for sure. But <laughs> like I said, I was younger, and in the back of my mind, I was like, okay, this this isn't my helicopter. Like I'm good. Chris, trust me. Like <laughs> we're good. No, but um. Yeah, luckily he was brave enough and kind enough to let me fly it. Um, really enjoyed it, so I said, you know what? Like, let's let's get a six hundred. So, like I said, I'm inexperienced. Uh, built the helicopter, uh, got it set up, and I actually dropped it off at the hobby shop for Chris to set up and um, basically get it going, uh, go over, go over it and everything. And over that week that it was there, the hobby shop actually got robbed, and they took some of Chris's helicopters, and with that, they took my T-Rex 600. So, yeah, that was kind of hard. Um, but I feel bad for that dude, because like I said, inexperience probably built that thing horribly. <laughs> um, no, but, uh, yeah, so luckily we got insurance, uh, you know, as far as the hobby shop goes. And whenever I was there, um, basically going to order my 600 again, he said... <laughs> He said, you know, for a couple more hundred dollars, you can get the T-Rex 700. And, of course, I said, hey, let's do it. Like, let's go. Go big or go home. So. I love this kid, dude. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, went from MCPX-BL to a 700 size heli. Like, <laughs> definitely a big jump. Definitely don't recommend it. But the amount of simulator time that I had, um, both Chris and I were both actually really comfortable with um, me flying it and so um, I got that built um, Chris helped me out with the setup got it all set up and the maiden flight I actually have on Facebook somewhere but dude, it was honestly it was a game changer for me like after I flew that I was like okay this is what it's like to fly a good quality helicopter um, basically just a good quality aircraft like this is awesome like this is something that I really want to do and you know actually get into it um, and like I said, it's good to. It was good to know Chris. He had my back as far as um, telling me what to get, what to stay away from. Um, like I said, just a great dude. Um, always willing to help out. So huge shout out to him. But um, yeah, so like I said, I was about 13, and I would also um, I forgot to say I upgraded to the DX9, which um, I actually just got rid of. I just sold it, but up until this point, it's been a great solid radio and one of my buddies uh ended up buying it from me and he still loves it so that's great that that radio that got me into it was just it, you know it's still alive and still good but um so yeah like i was saying uh about 13 years old got my 700 and i actually still have that helicopter now and i'll be completely honest it's still probably my favorite 700 to date like still go to it love flying it um it's just, it's fantastic. But, um, yeah, so what's cool is um, the air show that actually got me into RC, I'm one of the only, like, aside from Chris, um, I'm the only, like, helicopter guy, uh, basically, in my area. So going from watching that air show at two years old to flying in it now is just, it's really cool to be on that side of the fence and just performing in front of everybody. So, yeah. That's very cool story, man. That's a very yeah, cool yeah. story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a long story, but I love it. It's that's honestly just what got me into the hobby, and that's what's keeping me going. Well, I mean that's that's really impressive considering yeah, you're yeah. the only one in the area, you know. Yeah. Um, and 
Yeah. I think uh, we, Frank and I had, had talked about this too. You know, when we first started, we were pretty much on our own, just kind of learning as we go. Right, like, right. I, I was watching a video that Javier had sent earlier today uh, of you flying your uh, one of your fusions in the backyard. And oh, really? Dear, nice. Dear nice. Lord, man, I, where did you <laughs> learn how to fly like that without someone, without a community of people with you? you know? Right, right. And honestly, I could say like just simulator time. Like honestly, that's wow. I basically just. <laughs> It's weird because I really, time. yeah, no, like I, honestly, it's weird because I can't remember myself learning how to hover, learning orientations or anything. Like, I don't know. I guess it just, like I said, I saw it as a video game as a kid, didn't really think of it as like something. I mean, obviously I had to learn it, but just, I don't know. It, it's, it's weird because whenever I started learning tricks and stuff, I already knew more orientations just from, you know, messing around on the simulator throughout all those years as a kid. It just, it was like muscle memory already. It's. It's it's really weird to explain, and it tra luckily for me, it transferred to real life really fast. So, I'm definitely um, I'm lucky for that to happen to me for sure. Nice, nice. You're you're like uh, I remember the story we had um, <clears throat> we had Augie, which is a good friend of ours now. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, he uh, he was telling the story about uh, Jason Bell that uh, you know it, it's kind of like it's kind of like your story uh, that you know he just got into the simulator at a very young age and started, you know, playing around right. with it and didn't go with any method or didn't go with any, you know, really thinking about what he was doing, just doing it. And, you know, kind of like the natural organic progression of, you know, a kid learning how to walk. So, yeah. um, so that, that's kind of like, you know, you're, you're one of those, I mean, you're, you're a natural, I mean, you're, you're, uh, <laughs> you, you grew like you. that. So, uh, so that's pretty cool. That's pretty yeah. Cool. And like, um, so throughout that, you know, I helped out Chris's hobby shop and um, also the other hobby shop here. I actually worked there for a couple years and the people that would come in and um, basically like want to get into it, but they wanted to kind of skip out on the simulator. They're like, nah, that just seems boring. Um, I just want to get into it. I just always stress to him, like, trust me, like this is what's going to teach you. This is what's going to keep you in the hobby just as far as, um, uh, you know, financially, because I think we can all agree, like, it's a lot cheaper to learn on a simulator that has a reset button versus going out in real life. Yeah, it may be more exciting because it's real life, but in the long run, it's, you're going to lose a lot of money learning for sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, can confirm have lost lots yeah. of money. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Nah. Yes. One for 10 would not do again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, you are a sponsored pilot, correct? I am, yes. Um, right now I'm flying for uh, Blade and Spectrum and basically Horizon Hobbies line of uh, helicopters. So that's very cool. Yeah, it's awesome. How did that, uh, how did that come about? Guys. Like, why don't you uh, so, <laughs> talk about a little bit about how that's... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I said, I started with Spectrum mainly because everybody here locally, they just flew Spectrum. That was just... Um, and obviously hobby shops and stuff, that's just what they were selling. So, you know, uh, having people here familiar with Spectrum, that was just... Um, just the way to go for sure um, in my instance. But um, yeah, so I flew Spectrum my whole life. And as I got more into helicopters, like, you know, really got familiar with flying uh, with the flybarless system, I'd mostly flown Beast X. And honestly, I can still say that's one of my favorite flybarless units. That and the 6250 are just, it's phenomenal. Um, so yeah, flying with those, that's just what I familiarized myself with. And um, there was actually a year where I switched to V-Bar. I said, you know what? Everybody's flying it. Like, I'm going to jump on this bandwagon. Like, you know, I want to see what this is about. So 
um, switched out everything to V-Bar for about a year. <laughs> and of course, like towards the end of that year, that's whenever um, I was flying a bunch of the smaller blade stuff. And um, I got into contact with Tom and um, uh, James and they liked like the um, me flying the micros and stuff. And they, you know, they offered me the spot on a uh, blade and horizon hobby. And uh, like, I was super honored. Like I was super excited about that. But at the time I was actually in my, uh, my senior year of high school. So it was like a really busy time. And like I said, I just switched over to V bar and I basically told them like, Hey, like, I'll be happy to help you guys out. Um, but right now, um, you know, I just, I don't know if I can make that commitment. And, you know, they completely understood, uh, which was not, uh, which was super awesome of them. But, um, oh, yeah, was like it I not said, enough to fly their helicopters? You had to fly their uh, radios and uh, you had basically fly Spectrum as well? Yeah, basically. Uh, yeah, so they offered me the Spectrum position too. So it would require me to, you know, switch everything over, which, um, which I'll go back to that. But as far as V-Bar, like, you know, like, it was a great system. Like I loved it and it's super practical if you're just getting into helicopters. But in my instance, like I'm a big 3d airplane guy too. And, um, trying to set up the, um, trying to set up the V plane on the V bar software. Like I just, it was something that was just, I felt was complicated and especially with like a hundred CC setup and the way that, um, I wanted to go about it. Um, it was just something and it was a big learning curve that I really just felt intimidated about. So um, I actually uh, switched everything back to Spectrum because I was like, well, what's the sense of having two radios? You know, if I want to go to a fun fall, like I want to have everything on my radio. So um, sold the V-Bar, sold all, uh, the V-Control. Uh, I had the touch at the time. And like I said, it's a great radio for helicopters. Like I love it, but I just, I got really confused on the airplane side of it. So like I said, switch everything back to Spectrum. And at that time I had uh, graduated high school and uh, basically, you know, summer rolled around. I had a lot more free time and I hit up Tom and, you know, I told him like, hey, like if, if you still got that spot, like I'd love to help, you know, represent you guys. And luckily he was kind enough to let me on the team. And like I said, it's, I've been on there ever since. It's a blast. Really cool, man. Yeah. So what uh, what are your responsibilities yeah, or your obligations for? Uh, you know, so right now I'm basically uh, just creating content. Uh, you know, posting on YouTube, Facebook, just uh, basically advertisement. That's essentially it. Just going to fun flies, uh, representing. It's it's a lot of fun. It really doesn't feel like work at all. It's just pretty much uh, the same thing that I've always did at fun flies, just hanging out and you know cool. helping people out. Yeah. Brand brand ambassador. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, something along those lines, basically that. But um, yeah. But no, like I said, I'll never regret uh, that year of going to V-Bar just because um, even though, you know, that wasn't the radio for me, it's something that I can learn and help somebody out if they have that system. Like, you know, I don't care what brand they're using. I just want to help out. And if it's if it keeps them happy and their helicopter flying, like that's all that matters. Sounds yeah. sounds like a like a friend we have here. Right, right. Keep, keep him happy with his helicopter flying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i mean like i said it's cool like there was a while where i actually jumped around fly by the scene it's like i've had v-stex uh the new 6250 uh brain and v-barn like i said it's like i'll never never regret those fly by the scene it's like um it's just awesome being able to learn those and just for the possibility of helping somebody out later down the line so i remember flying the was it the 7200 uh that came yeah yeah with, so uh, yeah 
And yeah. the, so that was my last experience with a, a Spectrum Flybarless. And I just, I can't really? imagine going back to one that doesn't have like a user interface that you can gotcha. you know, program everything. See, Do the newer um, Spectrum ones have that? Yeah, so the 6250 actually has the forward programming, so you can uh, tune everything. And I'm honestly, I'll be honest, I'm still learning it. But um, just because I was used to the BeastX interface, um, as far as, uh, you know, setting it up and tuning it, now that everything's like PIDs on the, uh, or, you know, their PID settings on the Flybarless unit, like, it's a learning curve, but I'm enjoying it. Like I said, I just, I like playing and uh, experimenting with the Flybarless units. Like, even if something flies, like, perfect to my standards, I always, I'm always uh, changing numbers around just seeing how, you know, the flybarless reacts to those inputs. You know, hearing you say that, I hope you're majoring in something like engineering in college. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, um, yeah, going to the college. So, originally, I was going to go to MTSU for their uh, professional pilot program. But oh, um, cool. just as far as medical history and my family, um, that wasn't the brightest idea. Because if that was something that I majored in and something happened medically and I couldn't fly, then you know, I'd be kind of out of luck at that point. So right now at UofL, I'm doing online classes to major in business, uh, just as a degree to fall back onto in case something happens. He's, smart, and, he's smarter than all of us. He's smarter than all of us. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have go a plan that far. <laughs> No, yeah, for sure. So yeah, that's my plan B. Um, my ultimate goal is to become a pilot. Yes, like Arch I said, architecture I've, was my plan B. And thankfully <laughs> I had that because I went to get my first class uh, physical or medical, gotcha. and they're like, hey, you're colorblind. It's like, what? Oh, shoot, yeah. No, <laughs> no I'm not. They're like, yes, you are. <laughs> right? I'm not colorblind, and was, you are. No. And that was the end of that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, see, it's just stuff like that. You never know. Like, you know, that can turn your whole plans around. Like like I said, I, I'm happy I got that fallback, fallback plan. So, yeah. Well, cool, man. Nice. Going back to the uh, forward programming, forward programming is yes. like, uh, you know, um, Spectrum's version of what we, what everyone else calls integration, right? Yeah. Right. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. So basically think of it as like the V bar on the Spectrum side. So uh, your flybarless settings, like they're all there, you know, you can set up and tune the flybarless unit right from your radio. And what's cool too is with the, um, the integration of these Avian ESCs now, uh, you can actually program your ESCs right through the radio too. So I've been enjoying uh, like testing that and messing around with that. It's been a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah it seems like, um, I mean, I, I, I respect Blade, uh, you know, overall Horizon hobbies because they actually got me in the hobby. I mean, I started with uh, 200 SRX and uh, then jumped to, you know, I didn't jump to a 700. <laughs> Uh, I jumped. I hey, jumped that's smart. smart. That's definitely smart. Because <laughs> you were I, a I may here. not be smarter than all of you. All. <laughs> well, I jumped to a 360 CFX, which felt like a pretty big jump. You know, from yeah, a, no, for sure. From a fixed, from a fixed pitch 200 size to a 6s uh, 360. Yeah, it's uh, it was insane. It was a, yeah, Heli that small you, and that powerful. It's definitely intimidating for sure. Yeah, like I can, even if you're not familiar it. with it, he then ran it into himself. Yes. Yeah, I remember you telling that story. Had <laughs> to bring that up. Again. Dude, you were hey, so see, you were smart enough not to jump to the seven hundreds. So yes, yes, I, w I wouldn't be here talking to you. <laughs> this would be a, a two-person podcast. <laughs> yes. Oh no. Oh man. <laughs> so what's uh, what kind of radio are you are you using right now? Is it? Um, did you say did you have a DX nine or did you move up? To uh, like, no. So right now I have the IX twelve. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah. No, they're nice. they're great. I love them. 
and like I said, it's just practical because, like I said, I do a lot of 3D planes. Like, honestly, I go back and forth between 3D planes and helicopters. Like, one day you can ask me, like, what do you like better, planes or helicopters? And say, like, after Joe and all, I'll be like, oh, airplanes all day. Like, this is so much fun. And then, you know, I'll go to Urcha or something, and they'll ask me to, you know, you ask me that, and it's like, oh, helicopters all day. Like, I go back and forth. <laughs> cool, cool. Now, so, you, uh, haven't, uh, you haven't had a chance to try the new, the new NX series? Actually, I have the NX6, and I've been playing a, ro a lot with the micro heli, um, a lot with the micro helis on the NX6, just because they got the bind and fly templates. I can test those out, and it's nice. Uh, the boot up time, you know, it boots up really quick. It's good if I just want to get a backyard flight in. Yeah. So um, can you can you kind of? It's been a while since I've really paid um, yeah, yeah. a lot of attention to the Spectrum radios, but can you explain the difference between the new NX series and the IX series that exists now? Is it yeah? So is it complimentary the IX or yeah, so basically the iX series, that's going to be like the most intelligent side of it. You know, it's got the Android uh, software in there, so, you know, you can go online. Uh, you got the touchscreen interface on that. So the NX series is basically, uh, you know, not as smart, but it's got a lot of capabilities similar to it. So, like, it can connect to Wi-Fi. It can uh, update over Wi-Fi. Um, there's no longer a need to, like, you know, hook up your radio to the computer and update it. So that's cool. And also... Um, all of Horizon's bind and fly models. Um, instead of having to set it up yourself, you can actually get bind and fly model templates. So if you go and add a new bind and fly, there's actually a whole list of uh, pre-set up RC stuff. Whether it's like, you know, you can go anywhere from like a blade, like a Nano S3 or something like that, all the way back to, you know, like an E-Flight Viper, like an EDF jet. Like, no, that is something that they should have had. There. They should have had that for you know a long time ago. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, they originally did on their computer, but like I said, it was a process of hooking your radio up to the computer, um, importing those models from the computer to your radio. Now it's just um, it's on an internal SD that's already in the NX transmitter. So it takes like a matter of you know two seconds to set up a brand new E-Flight model or a brand new Blade helicopter. It's it's awesome. That is very cool. Nice, nice. But yeah, yeah. So um, now now here comes the. Uh, the uncomfortable question, Ethan, and I'm gonna put you on the spot. Um, how, what, how, how does it feel? You know, I, I saw your video, and I, I never had really seen that, uh, that, that video. That was, you know, it was a really, really nice, nice, nice flight until the crash. Now, uh, what happened on, uh, you know, on, on Urcha Battle of the Brands? Oh, the Battle of the Brands. Um, yeah. Long story short, I got too hyped up. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the last thirty seconds of my flight. Um, basically said, all right, I'm going to push it. And yeah, I tried to do an inverted overspeed and like I said, got too hyped and too low. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was, that was, that was a great flight until, until that I didn't know yeah. what, <laughs> I didn't think what, what you were attempting. Cause I just saw like it, it looked like you were just losing orientation, which felt like, you know, this guy can't really lose orientation. Right. No, like that. that's the thing was I knew exactly where the helicopter was. Um, like I meant to do the inverted overspeed, I just came down too low and gave negative pitch too late. Essentially, okay, a lot more momentum than I thought I had. Ah, okay, that yeah. makes sense. You know, <laughs> an, an overspeed is not it's not easy, so that that makes a lot of sense. Right. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a 480. Yeah, that was the Fusion 480 stretch. So that's like a 550 size, essentially. Okay. That's a really really sleek looking helicopter. I love it. It's honestly, it's probably the easiest kit I've ever built. It went together super fast. Oh, yeah? Like Blade th thought through that really well. Yeah, 
and it's how cool too because we were talking about that a while ago yeah yeah it's been a while since we've had blade helicopters but i would buy one of those yeah no it's awesome especially with the smart power combo like that's literally everything you need right there it's it's crazy and it's a great setup too like i love it so what are your what are your plans for um for this year since we're still relatively early on in the year Right, right. Um, so actually, I'm going to be going to Ceph, which is more so like a it's an electric airplane oriented event, but it's in uh, it's in Georgia. And that's actually the end of April. So I plan on going to that. And uh, so that'll be really fun. Um, as far as later down the line, I'll have to see what events I can actually make, because a lot of it depends on my dad, too, if he can get off work and if he can bring the trailer. And a lot of it uh, comes down to if my dad can get off work. But I definitely plan oh, on trying cool. to attend a lot of events. Yeah. Wait. So, um, I thought you said your your dad did not did not fly with you. So he, um, he got into it with me. Like he didn't fly uh, prior to whenever I got into it. Uh, he's fed up with it now. Like once I got into <laughs> it, like he wanted to get into it with me. So, yeah, we both we both. Uh, sorry, let me rephrase that. We both got into it uh, together. So like, um, you know, we were learning together. Like I didn't. Uh, so I had to more so rely on other people where it was like, you know, some people uh, my age or like a lot of my friends, they got into it just because their dad got into it. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was easier for them because they could, you know, go right, to, you know, right there to their dad or, you know, uh, just ask on like setup or like how to build. So, yeah, me and my dad learned together. So that was really cool, honestly. That is really neat. I've I've been yeah. I've tried unsuccessfully to get my dad involved in several of my hobbies. And yeah, no, he's fed up with the conclusion though, like, he doesn't have any. <laughs> no, yeah, he's uh, yeah, my dad actually has a KDSA seven, so he's got like a seven hundred size heli. Um, oh wow! Yeah, we actually just uh, got a Pilot RC seventy eight extra, and that'll actually be his first gas plane. Like I've let him fly my stuff before, but he hasn't had like his own designated uh, gasser. Ah, yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. Do you have any um do you have any nitro helicopters? Yeah, so I just got my first nitro heli and I'll be honest, I know next to nothing about nitro, but I said, "Hey, uh this is something I want to learn, like let's go for it." So I got a I found an old uh, T-Rex 600 bin on the uh, on Helifreak. I said, "Hey, why not?" Nice. And yeah. So I just got that set up. I actually got it started to uh I got it started today and the uh, Got an OS55 in there, put a new gold plug in, and it runs it runs excellent, actually. Um, never got to uh, start it up. I was going to maintain it today, and then I found out my one-way shot. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I can't comment about Nitro, though. <laughs> I have a thing against Nitro. Did, did, oh, did yeah. you notice how quiet uh, Javier was when you brought up the Nitro? This is, it, it's yeah. like the perfect way to silence him. It's like you know that you're silencing when you bring that up. That's right, right. No, you know I was succeeding when that happened. <laughs> no, I told myself, I said, you know, I'm never gonna get a nitro that just looks messy, that looks complicated. Like, don't want to do it. Here I am, just starting a nitro, and I saw it running. I was like, what the heck am I doing right now? <laughs> you should just get rid of it, Ethan. I mean, easy, easy. Just, just, get, <sighs> just. I mean, you just got oh, it. You, man, saw, it's, just, it's, you saw it's, that but... that it's messy, that it's not. Yeah, working yeah. you know the first time that you that you blow up your engine because you cannot uh you cannot really tune it and you blow it up you know just get rid of but it but it's not that hard it's not that hard most you know i've yet to i've yet to blow up an engine you know i've had a, i've had a few rooms go back but i haven't blown up a blow up a motor right and if i want power i fly, <laughs> it a, fly a 12 s electric there's no that, that kind of thing gives me all the power i could ever imagine um, yeah yeah but really quickly I, you were Freefall RC podcast, right? I was, yes. A while ago, before, right? Yeah, yeah it was okay. a while back. Yeah. So, uh, 
So are you still involved with Twisted Hobbies? I am, yeah. Um, and, I'm oh, actually still really good friends with Brad. Um, he goes to Joan All. Uh, you know, obviously, we haven't, I haven't gotten to see him recently just because of, like, COVID and stuff. But, yeah, I'm really good friends with him. Uh, he knows that, like, now that I'm, you know, helping out Horizon and uh, promoting a lot of their stuff, uh, he's kind of uh, turned to, like, other team pilots and stuff as far as, like, pushing content because he knows I'm pretty busy with, you know, like I said, college full-scale and uh, Horizon Hobby. Um, cool. Yeah, but no, I still definitely like uh, help you know create content for him whenever I can. Yeah, he's Twisted cool, Obvious cool. is a great company. Yeah, great set of people. Yeah, yeah, they they make awesome. I I've, I've yet to own one, but a lot of my friends have owned them and they fly great. You know, oh dude, they're a lot of fun. You know, if you, you can, got... like, I'll be honest, try just like one of the OG crack yaks, dude. Like one of the easiest yeah, builds, easiest way to like get into it. Because trust me, it's addicting. I have like eight of these foamies and dude, and you can't kill them more. either too. They're just you can't. It's crazy. <laughs> It's like that's one thing you could just hit people with them and they will get keep on flying, oh, dude. you know. It's especially at Joe and all like one of the funnest times, like honestly funner than any funner than any gasser is at night at uh Joe and all under spotlights, like all your buddies yeah, just yeah. looking up like a twisted hobbies for me and just messing around. You know, not a care in the world. Worst case scenario, you break a prop, that takes two seconds to put on a new one. But, yeah. yeah, it's so much fun. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm actually gonna order one soon. I, I'll I'll talk to you about yeah. Who, who. Yeah, no, who for sure. Uh, but yeah, man, that's awesome. That's awesome to hear that. I remember, you know, I there's a story that I don't know if, I, if I'm if I'm getting all the tidbits of it, but I have a pretty good memory of you yeah, and yeah. Steve actually at Urcha flying a foamy. Yep, yeah. Yes, that was so much fun. It was crazy too seeing the amount of heli guys that, like you know, surrounding, they were like, you know, what is that? Like, what plane is that? That looks so much fun. And it's, it was really cool. Now, yeah, we had a lot of fun messing around oh, with that. Awesome. Awesome. No, awesome. but yeah, for sure. Hit me up and I'll be happy to show you like, you know, as far as the electronics and stuff to get for it, like their power combos oh, for the sure. way to go as far as, you know, just speed and easiness to build. Yeah. 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 I had, uh, I had a say, I say had because I destroyed it, but I had an edge 540 from extreme flight. Oh, nice! On yeah. on the on the B plane, and That's cool. it was pretty yeah. fun. It was pretty fun for me. Yeah, no, it's definitely cool. Yeah, whenever I um whenever I had my V bar, I actually had B plane set up on a Extreme Flight 60 inch laser. It was cool messing around with it and stuff. It was just like once I looked at my 100 cc, and you know, once I started getting like more channels and stuff, I was like I said, I was oh, yeah, intimidated by the uh, by the software. But, yeah, the. Uh, the the mixing is not it's it's uh very difficult right, on that right. very different than anything else yeah but like i said cool. at least on the six channel planes like you know like i said i'm just happy to know how to set one up in case you know like i got yeah. a buddy or i'm somewhere and somebody needs help setting it up like i said it's all just experience yeah it's like i remember like i being able to knife edge from one side of the field to the other no problem nice, nice. set it and just give it yep. throttle and it just <laughs> keeps going in that perfect in that perfect line oh yeah no that's awesome I'm like yeah the, I pissed off a few iMac guys with that. <laughs> right? Got all these like yeah. 200 cc iMac planes, and then here you are with the little uh, 60 inch. A 60 inch, 60 inch Edge 540 on 4S. Nice. What? That's funny. A couple of feet from the ground. It was it was good times for sure. Right. Oh yeah, man, that's a blast. And like I said, I don't think I could ever do just helicopters or just planes. Like the amount of you know just people on both sides of the hobby that I've met, like the amount of friends, it's it's awesome. It's something I wouldn't trade for the world. For sure, for sure. Yeah. So anything new? Now that I'm gonna start, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. As a team guy from for another team, is there anything new coming out from Blade that you know that? Um, 
Yeah, there's actually a few things that I can't say, but um, yeah, just just be on the lookout for some stuff for sure. Cool, cool, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I can. One thing I can say honestly is I'm hoping for a Fusion 700. That I have no idea about. Hopefully they, you know, hopefully James has something in the works, but I know next to nothing on that size. But like I said, until then I can actually, you know, I can play around with the 700 brands and you know just have fun with that. Very, very cool. Yeah. Yeah, talking about that, uh, Ethan. Um, yes. We we have we have something we like here, which we call. Uh, you heard it here first. So yeah, uh, yeah. we wanted to know: Is there something that you know, any scoop uh, from being you know Spectrum slash Blade pilot that you know that uh, without getting into too much trouble, you can let us know? I'm trying to think. I guess as far as a sneak. And, and, and if you get in trouble, it's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll still like you a lot. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just don't want to get jumped by uh, James and Tom. <laughs> no, no yeah. I'm kidding. They're great guys. Um, yeah, all I can say as far as like a just like a teaser, I can just say, you know, stuff is just going to get smarter. <laughs> yeah, very they're, they're, cool, they're, they're cool. going with a full, um, a full landscape of stuff, you know, the mm-hmm. ESC, the flyberless, the forward programming and right, the chargers right. and everything. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I really like that approach. Um, that it's kind of like I, I, I can't help but think about Apple. You know that that kind of like closed uh, environment. That as long as you buy all their products, everything works just fine. Right, right. And that's what like um. So like one of the newer things, like the G two batteries. Um, you know what's cool about that is they still have their G one batteries. You know you can charge that on a regular charger. But you know if you already have like one of the Spectrum chargers or something, you can get the G two specific batteries and. You know, I like the whole concept of, you know, it's like your phone. You'll plug in, like, your charger, and it begins to charge. Uh, same thing with the batteries is, you know, it's, it recognizes, you know, what type of battery it is. Um, basically, everything's through that, you know, one-wire telemetry through the battery. And it's just cool to, like, on my charger, I can plug it in, and I don't have to do anything. Don't have to press any buttons or anything. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, the G2s have no balance leads, right? Exactly. Yeah. So the G2s, those are specific to the spectrum chargers. Like you don't want to charge them on anything else. Just like you said, it, um, it's all through one connector. So like the balance where it reads all the individual cells, it's through the, um, through that little gray wire that's in the middle. It's just that, uh, telemetry wire. Yeah. 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 Cool. It's, it's cool. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, Ethan. And, uh, yeah. you were talking about, uh, about air chat. You're going to air chat this year. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Nice. Now I ho- I hope that I that I can get to see you on the Battle of the Brands uh, again, but without any inverter. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna try not to crash this time for sure. But um, yeah, no, it's I've been going. I think my first Urcha was 2015. Yeah, because I was like 13 years old, like you know, getting in, getting on the scene, getting into the hobby and stuff. Yeah, I've been every year since 2015. No, yeah, it's it's a blast for sure. Yeah, yeah, we're all still trying to make our first appearance. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, dude, it's yeah. I'll be there. So much fun. I'll be there yes. this year. Yes, this hey, year, good to hear. Good to hear. This year there will be a skids up episode from Urcha. Sweet. Yes, no, yeah, I won't I'll be, be there, but but uh, wait, what? Ah, oh, come on now. How are you oh, not going to be there? You not can't be there. Tell us that. You're the closest one to it. I've just spent all my I'm... money on Vivar. <laughs> what? Okay, that's good. How much does it cost to go? Like what? A hundred dollars. <laughs> well, it's it's a hundred dollars plus gas plus the hotel plus you know everything else. I mean, all the expenses of. Do we need to take up a collection before, like in in June or something? No, 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 no. He's he's messing with us. He's messing with us. He'll of be course there. he's. He'll of course be there. he's got no. Of no course doubt. he comes there. I'll, I'll I mean, you can just like wander around from your house and you'll accidentally wind up in in Muncie. 
<laughs> yeah, I can see it now. How far on the drive are you? Like it's like uh, four hours. Oh, dude, that's nice. Okay, so it's, it's, it's like from me here to Orlando. You know how many times I go to fly to, uh, to fly at Orlando a year? Yeah, you can use. Uh, well, I'll, so, I'll have I'll have someone to bring uh, pick you up on the way down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm 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 actually going. It's gonna be it's gonna be pretty fun. Oh, yeah. But I'm I'm not, I'm only gonna be going uh, Saturday and and leaving Sunday. But yeah, I'm gonna be there. Cool. That should give you enough time to fly a nitro heli. I was starting to like you, man. I mean, what, what's up? Ethan, oh, we're going to get to fly one of my Nitro 700s. Hey, I'm down. <laughs> on, on center stage, live on the Hangout. This is going to be the best video. I, I swear to God, the Hangout's going to grow by 10 times fold. You, right? you know what? I was going to do that, but you no longer own a Goblin Nitro, so no. Oh. Hey, it's all right. You know, I, 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 hey, actually, I it's funny. Say... I just sold, I no, just sold ahead, my last so. Goblin Nitro. Oh, did you? Really? No, I just sold my last Goblin Nitro this past weekend. Gotcha. I have I only gonna... three Goblins left in it. No, I was going to say, I got to give a shout out to Steve because his Goblin Nitro is actually the first Nitro heli I've flown. And that was that Urcha. Oh, you see? So it, it happens. So you it just did. fly a Protoss Nitro. <laughs> no, no, no. If it's not a Goblin, I'm, I'm not going to fly it. Oh, I'm my not, God. So I'm dramatic. Not that's, not, that's not Goblin. I mean, you know that's on my heart. He's just telling you that, Frank. He wouldn't fly the Goblin Nitro anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I like the reverse psychology here. <laughs> He's making you know, think it's because it's not a he, he hasn't even flown a seven hundred yet, so we really don't have anything to really worry about. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah. I my I gotta my go, biggest. I gotta go in for the jab. Training, so. I, I gotta go in for the jab. That way he'll he'll react and he'll be like, "I'll teach these guys." Right. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah, you had uh, you had to hit me in the heart now. You know. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah. I really, I really want a Kraken and or a Raw, or, you know, or something like that, and uh, or even a Black Thunder Sport. But you know, I, I haven't yeah, gotten there are, yet. Yeah, those are all awesome uh, helicopters, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. What, what else is there? I mean, I know that you fly Blade, and you know, it's it, yeah, yeah. Are, You know, so everyone kind of starts with Blade, so I respect that. But you know, other than that, yeah. you know, it's a Goblin. I jumped from Blade from Blade starting, you know, straight yeah. to Goblin, and haven't looked back. Nice. No, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like, that's what's nice about not having a 700 size in the lineup as far as Blade goes, because it still gives me that room for just uh, experimenting and trying stuff out. And like I said, it's it's been fun. Like, I've gotten to play around with like the T Rexes, like the KDS A7. Um, I had I had a Goblin 700 and uh, Logo as well. So yeah. Like I said, just like playing around with the uh, with the brands out there for sure. Yeah. Hey. Uh. But by the way, your your T Rex seven hundred is that uh, Flybar or or did you convert it to it Flyberless? Is... No. So it's Flyberless. So whenever I first got it, it was the original or my first T Rex seven hundred was the seven hundred E Pro DFC, and since then um, I switched it over to an FL head. Uh, got rid of the DFC. Um, yeah, it's had a Beast X on it, then it went to V-Bar, and then now it's back to the uh, the Beast X unit. And I recently I got some a couple 700X airframes, and I'm hoping to put the uh, the 6250 on the T-Rex 700. Well, I have it mounted. I just got to set it up, wait for a cu- couple more electronics from uh, Spectrum to come back in stock. But um, you know, once I have those, I'll be setting up the 700 on the 6250. So I'm excited to play. Um, play around with that flawless unit on a 700 size. So, nice. like I said, more experimenting to do. So, yeah. I'll, I always enjoy tinkering with stuff. Like I said, like even if it's flying perfect, you'll always see me changing the numbers. You know, just curious, um, seeing you know how it reacts. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm always moving them, but just because you know I I, it, I can't get it to do what I do. But of course, my skill is nowhere near comparable to yours, so I'm probably just doing something wrong. Nah, I got you. It's um, it's definitely a learning curve. Like, I, it takes me. It believe it or not, it still takes me a long time to find like the per, you know quote unquote perfect tune for you know depending on what helicopter I fly. Like, it takes me a little bit. I'm like I said, I'm always playing with the numbers. Okay, so and. Uh, uh, Ethan, what's what's in your fleet right now? Yeah, so well, let me look back at my wall so I don't forget. So, <laughs> so as far as the blade line, so I got the blade, uh, the 360 6L version. Um, they just came out with the 3L Smart version, and uh, so I'm hoping to get one of those soon. I got the Fusion 480 stretched to the 550, and then as far as my 700s go, um, I got two uh, KDSA7s. Well, one of them is my dad's that he flies on a like anywhere up to eight cell he does like the low head speed stuff and i've enjoyed that and then um i got three t-rex 700s like i said the t-rex 700 was my first 700 size and i'll be honest like after flying you know a lot of the other brands i still go back to the t-rex there's just something about it that i'm just like i said i started out with it and that's just the most comfortable you know i've ever been with the 700 nice yeah that makes yeah. sense that makes sense that you that you that you stick yeah. to that so yeah i mean you know the the helicopter inside out you know what exactly what it hurts from and you know how to fix it and if it's doing something right, wrong right. you know what to do so yeah it makes sense no yeah the yeah it's awesome and like i said my first 700 i guess it's just um like i said i don't know if it's just the way it flies or if it's more so my uh I'm not sure the word, but just like my love for it, just because it's, you know, it's my first heli. Like that, that thing's been in the pond at Joe and all. It's had a couple ESC fires on it. Like it's been through a lot and it's still going. <laughs> nice. So that's awesome. Yeah. yeah it's, that's really yeah, cool when you can it's, <laughs> it's been through a lot, but it's still, like I said, it's probably my favorite 700 right now. Still. When you can bond with your machine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's awesome. Have you tried any, um, have you, have you flown anyone else's other models of 700s? Like any of the Mikados or the Kraken? I have, or? yeah. So, um, like I said, I have had a Goblin 700 competition. Uh, oh, right. You I had, yeah, yeah. I had one of those for a while. I had a logo, Mikado Logo 690. It was the SX. And I actually had that set up for low head speed. I never really did high head speed for that. Um, there was a while where I actually just um, mastered like pitch management and, you know, smooth transition, stuff like that. I actually flew 6s on 700s for like uh, for a short period of time like i would that'll, that'll teach it to you fast yeah for sure <laughs> it's crazy the amount yeah it's it's honestly it's a lot of fun i actually did it with the fusion 550 obviously i still had a six on it but i just bumped down the head speed a lot and it's honestly it's a lot of fun obviously um you know you what head speed were you on. running oh gosh um I want to say on the Fusion, so on the 550 size, I had around, I want to say 1,600 RPMs. I might have to double check and see. Um, so on the 700s, I was running around 1,100. So it was like basically cutting my head speed in half. Right. right. But like I said, it taught me a lot of like pitch management and just like smoothness. It was, it was honestly a lot of fun. Yeah, I've, I really like yeah. low speed um, setups. It's cool. I've, I've never actually made one for myself. I've really? I've lowered the head speed a lot. Yeah, but that's yeah. not the, that's not the best thing to do. So I, no, it's I've crazy. Not... So yeah, <laughs> now I was about to say. So my dad's A7, we actually um, built specifically around low head speed. Um, we actually have a hundred amp ESC in it and yeah. a motor that is configured for. Um, it's configured for 12s, but we have it set to um, since the ESC limits us to eight cell at a maximum voltage um 
yeah, we mainly just fly six S and eight S on it, and it's crazy. And we've done some uh, we've done some cool stuff. As efficient as that heli is, we've actually or um, I put on a six cell twelve fifty milliamp on that seven hundred. <laughs> it was hilarious. For how long? For thirty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it was honestly it was so cool because just seeing a seven hundred frame with no battery in it. Like the ESC was under the ESC tray just because, you know, it's 100 amp. It's so small, it can fit into the compartment that's under the ESC tray. So, where the ESC is supposed to be, you just see a little like quad battery, basically. That is hilarious. <laughs> it, was, it was hilarious. I need to, honestly, I need to do it again and get a video of it. It was actually really funny. <laughs> <laughs> but, like I said, that's just the experimental side of me. Like, I just love playing around with different stuff and seeing what works and what doesn't. Well, this has been a great talk. Thanks for coming on, man. I really appreciate hey, it. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, Javier, sure. were there any other any other questions that you had? Uh, if there are no more questions, I don't have any. If there's no more, I guess it's time for our favorite planet then. Oh, man, we haven't been to that planet in longer than I can remember. Yes. We what kind of planet not. is it, Javier? It's the collective planet. Let's do it. Collective Let's planet. do it. So um, first thing, uh, there's, a, there's a new Presidente on, uh, on BK Hobbies, which, uh, which actually... It's, it's funny, but it, but it kind of makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, Scott Graham, uh, which is affectionately known as El Presidente, is a new team manager of, uh, of BK Hobbies. And um, that's, that's actually pretty, it, it, as I said, it makes a lot of sense because, um, you know, BK uh, Hobbies uh, used to be, you know, BK Servos and they had a team and Switchblaze, and they had a team, and SAB USA, and they have a team. But, you know, uh, Bert uh, has always said that when he started this whole BK Hobbies, you know, he wanted to make it more like a hobby shop, you know? Um, you know, it, he offers um, ESCs, and he offers motors, and, you know, he offers more than just his brands. So he wanted to have, like, kind of like a whole hobby shop to offer, you know, everything that, you know, that a pilot needed to assemble a helicopter, and then his, they introduced RC cars. So with Scott's background from, from A-Main and with this concept, you know, it makes a lot of sense, you know, to, to basically shift BK Hobbies towards a more A-Main-esque, uh, you know, uh, kind of um, team management. So it makes a lot of sense. So congrats to, uh, to El Presidente. And, uh, and I think it's a very smart move, actually. Um, also, uh, we have the, and I don't know how it's called. I think it's APS. Uh, the only thing that I, that, that I remember is like the skeleton thing, the, uh, the Oxy-5. Uh, have you seen that? The Oxy-5 with the little holes, which is, which is they call it, actually, I think it's I saw, APS. Yeah, I saw uh, a couple of pictures of those on uh, Facebook. It's actually no, really I, interesting. No, I hadn't heard of that one. You hadn't heard of, of that? It's uh, no. basically, they drilled holes on, on the tail of the Oxy-5, basically. Oh, okay. And uh, what, what they say is that, you know, it improves efficiency in, you know, of, of the air through the boom. But, uh, they, but it, I, I was hearing other comments that actually probably the best, uh, the best thing it does is actually uh, decrease the tail weight because the, the Oxy-5 is notor notoriously um, tail heavy. So it seems like it might help not as much as, uh, you know, as drag as with weight. So, so I'm, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it now, uh, now because I, had, I haven't been on Facebook in a really long time. Uh, they've got some super sexy CFD simulations, to say that. Yes. <laughs> yes, but it just looks cool. cool. You know, even if it doesn't do anything, <laughs> which probably yeah. doesn't for, I mean, probably, you know, the calstasis of the world will, will be able to notice. 
Right. Uh, but, like for me, it's gonna fly exactly the same way. As it exactly, always exactly. But it it looks cool, and it's just you know, it's just a, a you know, I just like that Luca likes to do stuff. You know, it's uh, I think that this was an idea from Aaron, uh, or from Rasmus. I don't know one of his pilots, and uh, he just said, okay, let's do it. So that 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 to me is pretty cool. You know that he's listening to his team members. That one of them has has an idea. And he just develops it and gets it to market. So, I mean, I mean that's pretty cool. That's kind of like, a, uh, you know, Ox is one of the brands that feels like a, like a, like a family, you know, like like a small family within, within the hobby. Yeah. I, I think it's pretty cool. I, I, I really like that about Oxy. Man, I am loving that new canopy design, too. I might have to pick one of those up, along with a adaptive proportional skeleton. Yes. To, to make my Oxy fly super fun. Correct. I mean, it already, it already flies. It already flies great. Way better than I can fly it. <laughs> that's that's going to make you fly like Tarek now. Absolutely. No, <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, is there anything else? That's, uh, I've, I've kind of, you know, I haven't been keeping my finger on the pulse of all the new stuff lately. Um, Javier. Yeah, me, me, me either. I just that these two really jumped at me that were worth mentioning that, uh, you know, that I came across. Uh, there hasn't been, of course, you know, too much, you know, as you know, um, all the electronic components, you know, have a big issue. So uh, there hasn't been a lot of uh, of news, anyways, you know, with new products or anything like that. So, um, right. but but those two, those two, I think were were worth mentioning. Damn it! Now that I'm looking at this again, I uh, I keep on going back and forth about whether I should buy an Oxy HF. Like I don't need one at all, but they're so cool. Yeah, and, I, I mean, uh, it's a, it's a good value. <laughs> it, I mean, it, I I didn't think it was until I saw the the packing list, and it actually is a really good value. Correct. Correct. Uh, yeah, it has it has two full tails, uh, and uh, and and both uh, both blade sizes. So it is a really good value. Well, remember I was telling you like what would you know looking at the price cost the price differential from converting mine the way I have it now into a six hundred or just getting the HF and it, obviously the HF was more expensive but it wasn't like terribly more expensive <laughs> you know like I could could kind of justify it. Yeah. A- anyway. Anyway. I can't well, remember cool. is the HF uh, five hundred or the five fifty size. It's uh, well, it's it's got two booms. It's two both. complete, gotcha. two complete tails. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, one five fifty. I was about to say I flew somebody's Oxy five Meg, and I correct me if I'm wrong. I believe that's the six twenty five size, mm-hmm. and that's it's a really good flying helicopter. Yeah, I've never flown that one. I have the uh, the standard version, um, yeah, and I've been I've been thinking about you know transitioning to the six, but yeah. haven't gotten around to it yet. Yeah, actually, like before I uh, started flying Blade, I had an Oxy three and an Oxy four. Oh, and an Oxy too, too. Um, <laughs> I still yeah. have, I still have. They're I've got a bunch. I've got a bunch of Oxys. I love those things. <laughs> yeah, dude, they're fun little helis, man. <laughs> I love my two. Like the Oxy two is. I will never get rid of that helicopter. It's so much fun. Right, right. Oh, all right. Well, you know, it is uh, going on two hours, and we have lost Frank. Uh, wait, but well, Frank? we have regained Frank. We regained Frank. Hey, Frank. I'm still here. I'm still here. Frank, did you get mad that I muted you and like have to rejoin on phone? No, not at, not at all, not at all, not at all. <laughs> I completely understood. It's funny because when I got up off my chair, I hit mute and I put my phone in my pocket because I'm usually recording from my phone. And then I'm walking and so, so I must have come up and I heard it jingle and I saw it on my watch. I'm like, oh, shit. And you muted <laughs> me, which was perfect. Uh, yeah, we didn't hear you yelling hopefully. at anyone or anything. I didn't. No, no, it's too late. Everybody's asleep. <laughs> I'm actually downstairs, so I don't even have to wake anybody up upstairs now. Um, <laughs> far as anything out that's new that I've, uh, nope, nothing that I'm aware of. We were just talking about the, uh, the, the Oxyboom with the holes in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Oxy 5, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, 
McToon or Rob McClellan and Devin McClellan, they they have them on all their ex, uh, Oxy Fives. I saw them a video of them doing that tonight. Nice. So that's pretty cool. For sure. All right. Well, if that, um, I think that might do it for the evening. Oh, Unless oh, any shit. Final thoughts? Sorry. Uh, let me give let me give credit to my old sponsor. Uh, Bert's coming out with some new servos. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did see that. That doesn't yeah. happen every that's day. Awesome. Cool. No, no, no. So you know, even though I don't fly for anymore for those guys. stuff. Yeah, 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 you're right. I forgot about Yeah, they're going to be that. pretty cool. They're, yeah, they're brushless, so it's, re- it's really exciting. You have a long life uh, servos with those. Nice. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I, I saw that, and I, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, the um, 9,000 series servos. So, yeah, they come, mm-hmm. uh, they come a little bit different internally and also with, uh, with a little bit of different looks. So, yeah, really looking forward to that. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, me too. I think I, you know, I, 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 I've, I've been thinking about that because you know the uh, I've um, I've crashed the uh, the five seventy twice now, and uh, I've always had you know damage to head parts, and uh, you know the gears on that thing have never, you know, they they just keep keep on surviving. You know, it just breaks the uh, the arms, and they just keep on surviving. And you know, my my five seventy is definitely my best flying heli, so. You know, I'm I'm really really considering you know um, eventually uh, at some point in time uh, to migrate. I have I still have some KSTs on my 500 to you know to put basically the same exact setup of servos that I have on the 570 uh, because they've been they've been rock solid. Cool. All right, so uh, so let's uh, let's wrap it up with a quick uh, shout out to uh, to our podcast brothers. To uh, Freefall RC, uh, their latest episode was uh, social distancing. Uh, Houdini RC Helic podcast. They, I haven't finished that one, uh, but that's a live, a live show from an event called Fly the River. Um, Heliheads. Um, they had a, they had a guest, uh, Ryan Jones, which uh, they jokingly said Ryan Honest. <laughs> so that that was pretty good. Those guys are hilarious. They 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 they, they have a, they have a really entertaining show. Um, Telerotor, I'm also um, in the middle of listening to that. They're they're on um, on the Bavarian Demon, as you know. They are doing a flyverless review. They are doing several flyverless. They are. Uh, I think that they're um, cycling the same model and a different flyverless unit to each of them to test it. So that's pretty interesting. So now they're on the Bavarian Demon. Uh, the inverted down under. Uh, they haven't put out an episode since September 26th, but I reached out to, uh, to, to Chopsy and they said that, you know, they've been busy and with the lockdowns and everything, but they, they, they do plan to go back. So, um, so that's good. You know, we should be hearing from them um, sometime in the near future. And uh, the BK podcast, I think that they're just releasing episodes when they release products. So probably when the new BK servos come out, they'll probably release an episode about that. Uh, the last one was uh, about the raw. So, um, I think that's uh, it on on the world around us. All right. Well, thank you. It's a, it's a segment that we haven't um, haven't visited in a while. So thanks for bringing that back, Javier. I appreciate it. And I think that will do it for the evening. So, Ethan, thank you so much for your time, man. It was really hey, no really problem. interesting thank talking you for to you. Having me on. Yeah, that was a lot of fun for sure. And best thank of you. luck in uh, in school. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm definitely <laughs> going to need it for this last week of school. Got finals and papers that I got to write. It's going to be all right. stressful, but that's all right. Well, and then I hope we, uh, get, to, we get a chance to meet at Urcher this year. Yeah, for sure. No, I'm really excited about that. All right. Well, thank you guys so oh, much. Oh, wait, 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 wait. See- I have oh, one oh, more oh, thing. Oh, stop, stop. Uh, <laughs> what, 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 what? No, I have nothing.
Are you serious? He was going to say he wanted a nitro yeah. alley, and then he just uh, caught himself. No, 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 no. I think no, that's actually the best way to end it. And Javier will be getting a nitro for next episode, and that's what will do it. Hey, sounds good. See you guys <laughs> later. Bye-bye, <laughs> <Okay>. everybody. <laughs>